So, for the warm up, uh, before going here, I actually I watched a, a Jubilee video. Jubilee. <laughs> Jubilee. Um, Don't they do the, like the spotlight li- li- the liar videos? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I love those. Those are great. Yeah. The what? Spot the imposter. Yeah. Spot the imposter. Oh, uh, I think they do the spectrum yeah, 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 too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's like those they, are so funny. Those yeah. are like ten ten people. One is like one is a liar. There's like one for Kanye and like they didn't Kanye hands? Yeah. yeah. They didn't spot him? Yeah. Oh man. Metro should do that just to hone our Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's it called? Our, our <laughs> lie detecting skills. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> training for Metro. <laughs> <laughs> um, just play Two Truths Online. Yeah, Two Truths Online. Yeah, well, I was watching Jubilee this morning and um, they released an episode like. Um, like, it was a Spectrum episode, like, what do black people think? And it was, like, a three years later after to, like, a previous video they yeah. made. And one question that they asked was, like, can black people be racist? And I was, like, oh, boy, this is going to be this is gonna be um, interesting. Um, and then, like, one person was, like, oh, slightly agree. No, slightly disagree or... No, black people can't be uh, can be racist. Like one person was agree with that, and everybody else was disagreeing. And the explanation that one guy gave was like, "Oh, racism is a structure. Prejudice is what people associate racism." So I was like, th- "That's an explanation that I don't really hear that much." But it, I it made me started thinking first. What is the difference? Is is this difference between racism and quote unquote prejudice reasonable? And second, can black people and other people that aren't white be racist? What do y'all think? Well, I I think like we have to look at like what what racism uh, is uh-huh. uh, like what like what it materially is right. So like yeah, uh, uh, and that that's like the most important thing I think. So like and what racism is for is to oppress black people yeah right so i would say that a black person uh can be like maybe self hate hating racist you know but he can't be like a racist to 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 like uh to like a white person i would say also <laughs> one point that he but like he, he could do like acts that would like yeah. enable racism yeah. which in, in, in a sense you know oppress himself yeah one thing that the guy pointed out was that when a when a black guy is quote unquote racist to a white person, they don't benefit from it. Mm-hmm. But when a white person is racist to a black person, they do benefit from it. So I was like, okay, that's that's a that's a good materialist interpretation of racism. Yeah, yeah so, right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I guess it's focusing on like where this like racial structure is coming from, especially like when white people are racist. It's coming from like a system that has given them like the upper hand. For centuries and just so long time but whenever it's like someone who's african-american mexican or anything like they're coming from like a disadvantage and they're just having to like internalize a system of oppression and trying to like rebuttal it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so what do you think Zen? um i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. yeah what do you think about if with that and with that understanding of racism can black people be quote-unquote racist to other white people and 
is the distinguish the this distinguishing racism and prejudice is that useful yeah it doesn't seem like you'd be racist to white people um well black people can't be racist to white people but that looking at it like materially yeah, or, yeah. within like the system yeah um it might be useful to make that distinction though just uh just so you have a, a word to describe what it is to see someone as like lesser than you even outside even like regardless of the system yeah hmm well like what else like how can you uh like i would say like a white person doing racism is different than like a, a black person doing the same exact thing because it's like i don't know like it's just like different facts uh like you know what i'm saying um like say uh a white person like i feel like when like black people definitely can have like you know like racist views you know what i'm saying like oh thinking in like terms of race yeah um uh but like that's not benefiting them right so like i can't be i can't really say that the it, it is racism you know what i'm saying uh while a person thinking of things in terms of race is like literally because he's benefiting from it you know so yeah um uh i would call it something i mean I, I guess like maybe that's the difference yeah um and like that's why it's useful to separate them um but may, i don't know what prejudice like prejudice could be applied to so many other well, things yeah you know? yeah and it's just outside of race too. it's outside you of treat race. someone worse just because they're different even like if it's like not not a racial yeah. thing like a religious thing or... yeah so like is there any other word that's like specifically about race Maybe colorism. Maybe no, I don't no but like that's what within, that's within nah. races. Colorism is. Yeah. Well, I had a teacher that used to say like, racism was based off like someone thinks like their race is superior to yours, and that's like the point of view they're coming from and like attacking you with. Versus like prejudice is just something where it's like they're attacking you just for any value that's different than theirs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, hold on. Um... So what what I was saying with the colorism thing is like. When, when like, a black person would be, quote-unquote, racist, it wouldn't be racism, it would be colorism. How? Because the black person yeah, is doing I suppose it. it could, yeah, it would be under, like, that category, since, like, they are the same race or, like, the same group, so they really can't oh. be at odds with one another, oh, like, trying black to... Black to black? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. okay, that makes sense. But, like, what would you say a black person treating a white person? Just because they're white, like nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, typically that's like, that's like a reaction to like it's racism. like self self oppression yes. or like yeah, something. I don't know. <laughs> it's just being mean. I don't know. It doesn't like yeah. it's not, nothing over, like uh, <clears throat> systemic like racism mm-hmm. or like colorism. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, I can read the what's it called the Black Liberation Army's definition of racism. Oh, okay, let's okay, go. Good. I okay. want to hear this. <laughs> the philosophy and practices which pursues or condones the systematic oppression of another race because that race is believed inferior. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so in this in this definition, like uh, a black person could potentially be racist. If well, no, I don't think so. Cause, no, no, because no, there's no systematic oppression towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but ultimately, if you would set up that way, right? yeah, yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. Okay. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Yeah. Hypothetically. Oh, okay, I understand. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's not the case in Let me reality. See it. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. Uh, I mean, in sense, like this whole like system of oppression exists worldwide. It doesn't really matter where you go. Yeah. But especially true. like the argument where it's like, what if a white person goes to Africa, where they become like a minority in a in a certain, <laughs> in a certain country? Can they still uh, be racist? Yeah, they're still not. And even it's like wh- yes, because the systems exist worldwide. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even if a white person mm-hmm. goes to like. Africa or some other country, mm-hmm. like they're not seen as inferior. Like white people are yeah, still seen superior. as superior. They're, they're still seen, seen as superior yeah, no still, matter where they go. Exactly. Mm. Even in Africa, there's systems exactly. set up. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, like the white system people still exists. Like I mean, like if you go to fucking South Africa, white people are just, like yeah. so rich. It's yeah, crazy. Exactly. Still to this day, even after apartheid ended, mm. right? Yeah. Were they, wait, have you guys seen Karate Kid? <laughs> were they being Which racist? one? Which one? Uh, I don't know. Were they being racist to the white guy? I don't. I actually don't remember that much. Which one? The old one or the new one? I think the old one. The, oh, the new one has the, the, the black kid. <laughs> that's Jaden Smith. Jaden <laughs> Smith. Yeah. Well, no, there's the Cobra Kai, right? Oh, oh that's yeah, a show, yeah. yeah. That's, a show. that's pretty good. It's okay. Actually, I don't remember that many details from it. But, okay. but what are you talking Were they treating about? him worse? Wait, who was treating who racist? About? I don't know. Maybe it was the. Maybe I'm talking about the. I'm thinking about the new one. Oh, was, yeah, you're talking about. Wait, uh. Chinese. Uh, the Chinese, Chinese. Yeah, the Chinese. The Chinese, the Chinese uh, on students to, treating to James Smith. Yeah, were they being racist? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so, because they are benefiting from like the system. Compression. So I don't know. They're utilizing it to like their <laughs> well, I mean, Yeah, because it's easy to view it as like a white on uh, black, yeah. black and white thing, but it's more complicated when you include the like the interactions between other races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, quote unquote races, right? Yeah, yeah, quote unquote, quote, unquote, unquote, unquote races. Yes. Mm-hmm. At that, I, see, in that distinction, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be so much racist, so much uh, prejudice. Uh, no, like ethnic conflict. Uh, you yeah. know, because mm-hmm. it's two ethnicities. Not true. Um, I mean, I guess if they're thinking about it in terms of race, mm-hmm. it would be different. But like, uh, there there's no systemic like oppression of black people to Asian people. You know what okay. I'm saying? Either. So, um, I wouldn't say it's uh like racism, just like ethnic conflict or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because you could also see the same thing in like tribal like conflects. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like that's not racism, is it? No. Because there's no. But what if, like, one, one side had more power than... If one side had more power and was literally oppressing the other one, then, yeah, yeah it would be, you know, and, and then if they also thought of it in terms of race... Like, you were inferior because of this. Okay, yeah, because of, the, like, a specific skin color or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Then it would be, you know, racism, mm-hmm. I would think. Yeah. But as long as the system is not set up, I think it can't be racism, right? At least from the definition that we read from the... According to this definition. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's important to, like, always label things as, like, specifically racism, prejudice, and, like, make sure that distinction is always clear, especially, like... Sometimes, <laughs> when thinking about, like, in terms of, like, I think, like, uh, when, like, trying to have, like, a, th- a, like a discussion about, like, uh, like theory and, like, mm-hmm. um, like, like figuring out, like, um, like, what we need to do as an organization and stuff, yeah, that's important. But, you know, like, you know, in the day-to-day, obviously, mm-hmm. you know a little more loose yeah yeah you yeah, just I, gotta know like so, uh, sometimes you just can just tell something's bad right and you're yeah. like yeah I'm just not even gonna go into yeah. that just fucking you know you do yeah. have to like I think tell people about like the or I guess define racism specifically in terms of like 
systemically Mm -hmm. when because like a lot of people will be like oh if you're not centering white people then that's racism in like Uh, a multicultural space and then that was like a big argument Mm -hmm. it's like it's not racist to (laughs) not center white people in a multicultural space like that's why it was made yeah yeah Yeah. i agree i mean yeah that's that's what i mean like you Mm -hmm. you you obviously have to do both you know uh but like you have to have like strict or like well-defined definitions i think mm-hmm. but also you know that's not the whole thing yeah yeah yo pierre you want to come out here to the heat wave i'm chewy i'm zan i'm Emil. i'm leo and thank you for listening so today's subject matter we're going to be talking about a book that i discovered in one of my uh one of my essays and it is called the um the african-american experience in tempe by shit i need to find this by jared smith and um he's a white man He's a white man? Yeah. Really? I, I looked it up. Oh, Damn. No. Oh, what? I thought you had met him. No. 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 You met the wrong person? Oh, you met the, somebody else? Someone else. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. My bad. Another white person. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about this book. Uh, I assigned y'all to read because I didn't have time. So just to start off with chapter one. We're going right into it. Who, who wants to do chapter one? Wait, who read? Well, who uh, chapter we one? both did. I mean, we can right. talk about it together. Okay. Yeah. Also, like, the first two people that they talk about are Theodore Thomas and then also Mary Green and then their family. And they were the ones who settled in Tempe um, in the, like, 1890s. Um, and it just talks about, like, the, the history of these two families. But I think, like, one one detail is like a lot of the like a lot of the history of like the early black people in Tempe were like was not recorded at all because they weren't seen as important um so I just talk specifically about their lives for Theodore Thomas and Mary Green and then like their the their kids that they had and then the jobs that they had so we could talk about Theodore Thomas Theodore Thomas was like really popular um evidently like he he got to he had the funds to like get an education because he was like he joined the army and so that was his thing he was also like a barber and he he had his own like baseball team of like colored people and so he was like uh, really big in the community uh he was like notable enough to where like when he died they had him in like the newspaper and like they mentioned his name like specifically um which is like important because like during that time black people were like not even mentioned in like the censuses or like recorded um yeah that's kind of theodore thomas's thing he he had a celebration thing after when the like emancipation proclamation was announced and he was like really happy about that that's kind of like the start of the the book it talks about the early settlers Hmm. i mean just on theodore thomas like one of the quotes from like the actual newspaper is like 
best natured colored barber who ever tickled a white man's throat with the <laughs> edge of a knife and knew just how deep he could cut without violating the law. Like there was a, uh, even though like they were intermingling and living together, there was still like the distinction of like, we're, we're not the same. You still can like operate and live in the same spaces as white people. And like mm-hmm. that distinction was very clear early on in Tempe, uh, just because like the way they were living kind of makes it seem like, oh, maybe they were living like a nice life together, like black people and white people. But you can see like there were, it was nothing short of still like an oppressive system. Mm-hmm. Although he did seem like a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a barber? He was a barber, yeah. yeah. He was a barber. That's mm-hmm. cool. And then he was able to get, I think, an education himself and also his like wife in education because of the like the funding he got from the being in the army. Mm-hmm. One of the benefits of being like in the military was that they became literate and they could also like read write. This very would have well. been the yeah. civil civil war. Yeah, yeah, like the Buffalo Soldiers. So. Oh, Buffalo Soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Although it's like it's not confirmed he was in the army, but it's like that's there was this there was someone who who had the same name that was in the army, so they think it's the same guy. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, do people have the same name a lot? Then? Theodore Thomas. Yeah, I believe so. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, he was also black. Yeah, they were, okay, they were both black. One of, the, one of the notes was like that, uh, like it's hard to know whether or not these people were like the same person, just because like if they were black and they saw like these records were for black people, they wouldn't take care of them. They would just discard them, and like this is something that's gonna come up over and over again. With like yeah. the lack of evidence comes from like oh they just didn't care for these records. Yeah, <laughs> they're like why keep them? We don't care about them. <laughs> and then I do think. Theodore Thomas is a cool guy, like, early on. I, I know, like, recently they're, t- they're talking about, I mean, locally changing, like, the, some of the names of the schools that were, like, formerly named after KKK members mm-hmm. yeah. into something else. Maybe Theodore Thomas, Mary, Mary Green, those are good yeah. names. Theodore Thomas Elementary School. I don't True. know. It has a nice cool. ring to it. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's to make up for the... being Naming the schools after actual KKK members. Yeah. <laughs> How about yeah. the early um, residents of Tempe that were black? I mean, they struggled to find places where they could actually live. A lot of the laws didn't let them like live at all. A lot of the covenants, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't live anywhere. So they had to find their own plots of land. Yeah, and usually, like they would make their own communities in like rural rural areas of like um, the Greater Phoenix area, mm-hmm. and a lot of them would have to like commute to Tempe to do work or go to school if they had that privilege. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, a large reason a lot of, like, black people were brought to Arizona was because there was, like, like labor scarcity, and mm-hmm. so they, weren't, they didn't have any many workers, so they had people recruiting from different places, and so that's how a lot of, like, the early African-American um, residents came to Arizona. Yeah. Like, the Roosevelt Dam and the State Highway Bridge, they were built, like, by large amounts of, like, um, black workers, Mexican-American, and even Italians. Um Shout out the uh, Italians. And, <laughs> and like hardly any of them were credited with like how dangerous and grueling the work was, especially in like summer months, having to work in like yeah, Arizona. Yeah, in Arizona heat. <laughs> and they it were was probably ex- cooler back then. Yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe, yeah. Marginal. Marginal. Mm-hmm. Less concrete. Yeah. True. So less retention of heat. So Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then another thing was like a lot of it was also prison labor mm-hmm. where they had a lot of prisoners doing the work one of uh, one of Theodore Thomas's barbers is mentioned in the news um, mm-hmm. because he got arrested for okay 
Okay, I'll read the like the news, like um, clipping. Red Neal, a barber in the Thomas shop, was arrested about noon Tuesday, charged with violating a provision of the prohibition statute. As a matter of fact, Neal's crime, if proved against him, may be a far more serious nature, for it is suspect- suspected that he passed a bottle of whiskey to Claude Williams, a Negro convict, during the ball game Sunday afternoon. So I guess they're saying this is very serious, but all he did was like pass a bottle to like a prisoner who was working. <laughs> um, yeah. But they mentioned him by name, which is... They say that's important because, like, most most of the time, like, during this era, African-Americans were, like, not even listed um, as people. They were just kind of, yeah. like, left out. Yeah. So that's why there's, like, a lot of, like, blank details on early African-American residents in Arizona. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, yeah, we know about these two, Mary Green and Theodore Thomas. You want to talk about like the education how oh yeah yeah even early on like um they're like segregating mm-hmm. people or they're like not letting like black people get an education yeah yeah, yeah they, they couldn't outright refuse the education but they could just like put a barrier after barrier so like they couldn't go it's like oh no we can't make you commute that way so we're not gonna let you go to that school Oh, yeah. you don't live in the district, so you have to go to a different school. Yeah, all that, which is racism. It's yeah. systemic. Yeah. They're actively preventing them from getting yeah. the ability to like learn and also to get good jobs. Yeah, that's separate but equal. Plus, you versus Ferguson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's pretty much it for chapter one. Um, there's not much more to that, right? Other than the governor, Governor Kibley. Oh, the, he was kind of based, right? <laughs> yeah, because he, he vetoed the bill, like, for trying to, like, make it harder for black kids to go to school. Yeah. And he, he actually, like, went against them. He was like, no, like, they deserve to have an education that isn't, like, of less quality or less effective. Yeah. And Good he, on him. Yeah. Good job. Which is, like, really weird, especially at the time. Like, he was a, a really big minority. Yeah. That was very, that was yeah. way before the end yeah. of segregation. <laughs> He's like... 50 years ahead. Yeah. Jesus. 1909 is when. Yeah. And this is when the KKK had the headquarters in Damn. Tempe, too. So. Oh, yeah, true. I don't know. This dude was pretty based. <laughs> this is like probably then. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Did it eventually pass that thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they eventually passed <laughs> it. They got the passed two-thirds major, majority. It was like the House Bill oh, yeah, yeah. 101. But that's like later on. That was like a lot later on, no? This is in 1909. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a little bit later on. Yeah, a lot of them came from Texas. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. The the black people. Well, yeah, there was plantations there, right? There yeah. was a slave state. Yeah. Yeah. It was created because they wanted slavery. Yeah. Goddamn white people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's it for chapter one. Yeah. yeah. For chapter two. Chapter yeah, two. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Okay, so chapter two is about. I I guess they introduced the the KKK this time, mm. where they start becoming more prominent. Although I do want to read this um, about. Um, I guess the post-war, after World War One, um, where, like, a lot of 
the like veter- the black veterans came home and they were expecting things to be better. Um, it says the insecurity of the post-war period would do nothing to benefit African Americans in Arizona, let alone other parts of the country. Even before the guns fell silent in November, the world was hit by the great influenza epidemic. From October 1918 until January 1919, Tempe itself weathered the dread disease which practically shut down the town. Before long, the Red Scare raised its ugly head. Fearful of the spread of communism that swallowed Russia in a tremendously violent civil war, white Americans began to view immigrants and ethnic communities as susceptible to communist influence. Which is so funny to me. It's like, yeah. uh, No shit. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're kind of like not treating them very well, um, I imagine they'd be they'd be upset with the system that suppressing them. And then they talk about the KKK, which they come. They become more prominent during the, like this, like era. The nineteen twenties. Yeah. And they were intolerant of pretty much everyone, not just African Americans, like Mormons, Catholics, Jews, immigrants, and anyone who deemed like part of like outside of the community. Yeah, why would, they had beef with Catholics and Mormons, yeah. which is interesting to me too. Uh, okay. Mormons, that's interesting. Yeah, they hated like yeah. the Mormons. Like Arizona was seeing like a lot of Confederate veterans like residing in Tempe. So, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so these people were definitely influencing like a lot of the community and kind of like the outlook. Uh, I like one of the parts where it says, "Is like Tempe residents claim to have been duped into becoming Klan members." Oh yeah. <laughs> and, like, even though it, it does go on to explain like how sometimes they join an organization not knowing the full extent of like what they're getting into. Yeah, they didn't say they didn't yeah. say what the name they was yeah. until like they were already in it. Uh-huh. It's nice. like you want to join our our little group or whatever. Yeah. It's like oh, it's like yeah. KKK. Which, <laughs> but the the problem was like a lot of these people didn't leave once they were outed. Yeah. They, <laughs> wow. So it's like <laughs> it's like oh now you know but why are you still in it? <laughs> yeah. They were surely, they were know. surely duped. Yeah, they're trying. Yeah. I'm only accidentally racist. Like, yeah. 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 Okay, I want to read the like the description of the clan. The clan of the 1920s had a strong appeal and enormous following with white Americans in the North as well as the West. It played on the upset and fear of the white native-born population, both in the urban and rural centers of America. The organization appealed greatly to the Euro-American middle class, even though it invoked the values of the white Protestant rural family. The KKK of the 1920s was not just intolerant of African Americans, but also Mormons, Jews, Catholics, immigrants, and anyone else deemed to be outside the narrow community of white, native-born, Anglo-Saxon Protestant. I like how he says Euro-Americans. Euro-Americans, Euro-Americans. I love Yeah, it sounds familiar. <laughs> it sounds familiar. <laughs> sounds familiar, huh? <laughs> He's been reading some general porn, I think. Yeah, but, like, this idea, they're still, like, even then, they were trying to protect the white identity. Mm-hmm. Or they were scared of people who were not non-white, anyone they viewed as non-white. And at that time, that included Mormons, Catholics, and, like, just immigrants in general. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pictures in the in the book right where it's like um like signs saying like uh no negroes no mexicans no yeah there's like a couple stuff like that Mm -hmm. it is interesting now to see how the conceptualization of whiteness has expanded to include mormons and catholics yeah and also other very euro-american immigrants yeah that's weird that they didn't consider 
Mormons white. Um, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Is that racism? <laughs> Maybe some of the Mormons who were still like in Mexico it, and it's like, is that racism if they didn't consider the Mormons white? I don't know. Okay, okay. No, okay. now you're. I'm. I'm lost. We're <laughs> literally, literally, the fun, like the foundation of the Mormon Church, the LDS Church, yeah. is literally white supremacy. It's so very white. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. They were not included in the. Uh, true. Our idea of white, I suppose. Quote, quote unquote, <laughs> our being the. KKK is the you know, KKK. They weren't as violent. So they're not. Really. A, they're not as white. <laughs> they're not. Yeah. I mean, they could pass, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, you wouldn't know. You could. You'd be a stealth mode. Yeah. <laughs> More men are Catholic. Yeah, but the presence of the KKK definitely had like a, a big impact on Tempe, and, like Arizona, because like a lot of residents, like the census, 1920 census, only counted seven people of African American. <laughs> Yeah, in all of like the Tempe area, mm. and a lot of them have moved out of the area, and others just weren't counted. Yeah, <laughs> especially like if you didn't have like an actual address, they probably wouldn't go and find you. Your kids maybe weren't counted. Women probably. I mean, yeah, I most, mean yeah. That, that still happens to this day, right? Yeah, like, yeah like exactly. They undercount minority communities mm-hmm. on purpose. Yeah, I think like they knew like, or I guess most people knew like. African Americans are not welcome in Tempe, or that's what the book says. Like, yeah, I mean that's like part of like the pretending. Like, I think that's an extension of the like the. Uh, this was like an empty land myth. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, oh, this was all just here for the thing. You know, he yeah. was using it correctly. Yeah. That last word, you know, correctly. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the area where a lot of these African Americans were residing, like outside of Tempe, was like, the area that would eventually become, like, the airport, like, the outskirts of the airport. Mm. And, like, that was taken away from so many people because the government was like, oh, nobody's using it. It's kind of just empty. Yeah. Like, no, people live here. Like, the Golden Gate Barrio, like, that just was eradicated to make a an airport terminal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And then another thing was, well, this is, like, the, the specific one, like, the, the specific headquarters is... uh. Tempe's Butte Clan Number Three, Realm mm-hmm. of Arizona, and Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, formed in June 1922. Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. They Knights. still use goofy ass names. <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Wizard. The Grand, Grand Wizard. Wizard. Yeah, what a bunch of fucking dorks. Grand Fuck Dragon <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah. It's just pretend for them. Yeah. This is the game. They're larping. They're they're high, yeah, they get a high off of this shit. So. That's true. <laughs> They get to play dress up. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're apparently they're like embarrassed about it because then some of them, some of like the KKK members were like um, called to testify in court. And then it says some added clan members withdrew from the organization out of embarrassment or concern of a repercussion. <laughs> so it's like if you're going to be like racist, like why are you like so Same embarrassed with your about chest. it? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Same with your chest. No balls. Like, no yeah. balls. Wow. Honestly, wouldn't expected that to be honest. Um, yeah, I know. It's like, just a threat of like government repression, and it's just like, oh no, because like I feel like a racist wouldn't, or maybe they would. I, I think some know. people actually are embarrassed that they're racist. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like they they, they pull up your old Twitter and like do you say the N word like this you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't want to be. Like, like, oh my god, no! They're not oh, like openly know. racist yet. <laughs> People are, people are racist and they're embarrassed yeah. about it. 
That's true. They don't want people to know. Yeah, they don't want people yeah. to know. Like, yeah. like I used to see those like videos of like those white girls saying the N word, and then people would like show it to their schools, oh, and yeah. then they'd be, they'd be like, so like they'd be crying. Yeah. It's like, oh, what? I didn't see that. No, there's like a bunch of those yeah. like, different stories. There's, like what? a thing that was happening. I didn't. I didn't know. That's no. crazy. That's funny. Glad that happened. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Wait. That reminds me of that incident where a uh, like it was like in. Back in 2016, 2015, it was like a big discussion at that um at my at my school where we had like there was like this this high school in Phoenix where um literally like they were like um they were lined up to say something with graduation and they all had like different letters on their shirts but they all spelled out they spelled out like N-I apostrophe, no, no, wait. They spelled out N apostrophe G-G-E-R. What? what? And that was like, like literally um, when when that picture was taken, it, it went like, it became viral locally. Mm-hmm. And then like, um, and then like that picture, like people started protesting at the high school. And then... Like, the people that were in the picture, they were, like, I I, I think they were, like, crying, like, oh, I, I didn't mean to do this. Oh, it was just a joke. Yeah. I didn't mean to do this. The like, day of reckoning comes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Which is so weird. Like, how are you going to be racist and then be ashamed about it? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, because the picture was kind of annoying because it was all, like, the, it was, like, uh, kids from, like, Scottsdale, right? No, it was. Where a, was it from? It was all white kids. No, it was, yeah, it was it's, it's it's of course. <laughs> this is one high school around here that's like notoriously racist. Which one? In Gilbert, or I'm not sure. I mean, there's so many. You know, there's so many racist high schools. But no, so. but like they've been on the news for like a couple of times. Oh, I think it's someone like mentioned multiple that. Times. Um, yeah, one of the matcher members. One of the matcher members mentioned that. So. I don't know. Probably it is in Gilbert. It was the one. It was the one that one of the rats were. Oh, the rats yeah, went yeah. to. Yeah. Shout out the rats. You know. Shout out the rats. Oh, <laughs> if you're listening, you like. <laughs> if you're listening, yeah. Okay. But I mean, our. Yeah, shout out the rats. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. Come back. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> no, but is that enough for. I was just going to mention how, like, the governor, Thomas E. Kendall, like, he claimed to have, like, a list of 900 KKK members, but didn't actually like know the names like never actually like publicize them mm-hmm. so they had to go through like a bunch of interviews and like have a jury and like interview people to find out the actual names and eventually like that kind of it fell out it didn't do much but mm. the few people who they did get i mean i guess they did prosecute them not mm. to like a full extent but <laughs> just for theatrics interesting yeah and then it talks more about the the green family and then the thomas family yeah. Um, did you want to talk about that? About the family? I don't really have much to say. No. I mean, I mean it's cool. Yeah, it's about really their... cool, yeah. Well, I, I, it's not that cool. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, that's their family <laughs> life. Yeah. Um, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say there. Mm. No, yeah, because it does, like, it delegates, like, a whole <laughs> chapter in essentially just, throughout, it, like, the entire thing. That probably just because they had a lot of records, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess they had about they had records of, but I guess it's notable because like they were still trying to actively like build lives here, even mm-hmm. though like there was like 
segregation. People, they weren't allowed to have education. And then there was KKK members, like, around. It wasn't safe for African-Americans. But, like, the Green family and the Thomas family, they were trying to... Like, they, they decided to stay here despite yeah. that. So And they would house students nearby. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Since they had, like, a house nearby, like, here in Tempe, uh, students who were, like, the first ones to go to, like, ASU mm-hmm. could actually stay there since they couldn't stay in the dorms. Yeah. And then I, I think it's... Yeah, because black, black students weren't allowed to stay in the same mm-hmm. It's what? in this chapter, right, where it talks about ASU, how they couldn't eat in the dorm. I mean, they couldn't stay at the dorms. They couldn't eat in the cafeteria. They, they can't use the bathrooms yeah, no either. Bathrooms. So, yeah. They can't use the bathroom? Yeah, they, they can't, can't use the bathroom because they're black yeah. and it was racist. Damn. Like the highest grade they could get. Was a like, C. Yeah, it was a C. Because oh, yeah. The teacher that, would tell them like, yeah. That is mentioned in later It's mentioned on. twice. Yeah. That, that quote is twice and I'm like, I, I know there's a lack of records, but I wonder if like this was necessary too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was an oversight or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, there was like so many barriers that they had to overcome just to like have decent lives. Mm-hmm. Or like, or like, move up in terms of like socioeconomic mm-hmm. yeah. uh, status. Like, they couldn't get an education one, and then if they could get an education, they weren't house. They weren't allowed housing, mm-hmm. and if they could get housing, they weren't allowed like bathroom or. And and when they like could get an edu- like they could go go to school right and have housing or whatever and have access to all of that. They had they weren't get they weren't able to get good decent grades too. Like there was like a wall like the, or a ceiling for them. Mm-hmm. There was all of that that they had to, like, overcome. In the backdrop of, like, the KKK, like, Mm. being around and promoting racist ideas. Like, that's what they had to deal with. I do think the housing thing is cool. I think Mecha should do a... Mecha... We should have a Mecha house and Mm. house students um, in need. Yeah, because... I mean, I do. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. it's just a cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does, and a lot of logistics, like yeah. um, having to make sure they are safe and like, yeah, well, yeah, well covered for. <laughs> when we uh, rise and grind our way to the top, we'll rise and grind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the grind mindset. Yeah. We've been grinding. We've been grinding. Yeah. We'll grind our way to a magic house. But you know how yeah, yeah. ASU was like a normal school back then, so like only for teaching like teachers how to like actually how to be educators. I mean, mm-hmm. and so like the first African American was it Stella? McCain. And, um, oh, the first person to graduate? Yeah, the first uh, black woman to graduate, right? Mm. Wait, let's find her name. It was page 18. Yeah. Stella McHenry. Yeah, McHenry. But it was like. Oh, and also Elizabeth Crump, but they're not sure. Yeah, it's disputed whether or not, like, who actually graduated first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then, again, like, the lack of records. Like, nobody kept records of that. Like, come on. Oh. There's a graduation date. They should be able to know that. But it doesn't really exist. Yeah, it's like the records are the record keeping is really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that, those are another people you could name the yeah. That's what I was KK, saying. The former KKK school, Stella McHenry Elementary. Yeah, that has a nice sound. Elizabeth Crump Elementary. Yeah. We could do that. Mm-hmm. Although, what's interesting is um, what's it called? Um, I think it, it says uh, like segregation ended earlier for the Mexicans then. Mm-hmm. Um, it says in 1925, Tempe rancher Adolfo Romo did not accept the separate and unequal yeah. status of the Mexican-American children of the 8th Street School who received their education from unaccredited student teachers. And then he, like, filed a lawsuit. And let's see. Judge Jenks sided with Adolfo Romo and required that Tempe Public School, District Number 3, comply with the ruling and allow the Romo children into the 10th Street School. This set, this case set a proceeding that would ultimately help to benefit children of all races outside of the Euro-American majority. But, like, it, it says it didn't happen for black people until the 1950s, where, mm-hmm. like, 25 years later. And then even, like, the black uh, 
like black teachers like they could only teach at like all black schools mm-hmm, yeah so they were getting like a formal education akin to like their white counterparts and yet they couldn't go and yeah, teach they, at, like a normal school they weren't seen as equal yeah Oh, there's another thing about, like, the, what's it called, the students, when they had to, like, get food, like, at ASU, this is in 1937, it says, if we brought our lunches, we had a hard time trying to get a vacant room to eat in during rainy days, so they couldn't even eat in rooms with, like, other, like, non, uh, with other, I guess, white people, and it says, teachers would just run us out, even though the room wasn't being used. If we didn't bring lunches, there was only one place we could buy from, a crummy place across from the college. And so they can do. They can even like get food. Yeah. Do you think like the commuting, like having to commute for minorities, has gone at all any better, like um, to present day? Yeah. 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 But it's not as explicit as mm-hmm. like this is the reason why. It's yeah. just more. Mm-hmm. A lot of us just are living in poverty. Yeah. Or, well, even ASU, like they are less well off. They take in like a lot of students, knowing that they don't have enough dorms for them, because it's been like three, four years now where it's like. A growing issue especially like right before the pandemic where kids were having to stay in hotels yeah waiting on like a wait list like oh you're gonna get a dorm you're gonna get a dorm and they never do <laughs> and a lot of kids yeah my uh my significant other was uh in a in a hotel for like four or five weeks yeah holy shit yeah it's like this shouldn't be happening with like a school this big that's building yeah it shouldn't at all <laughs> They got room to build like more shopping centers and retirement homes, but retirement homes. Yeah. That was yeah, the dumbest fucking yeah. thing. And then, but still building it. So. Yeah, they're still building. They're still good. Yeah. And and that retirement home co- complains like oh, every day it, about the noise. Yeah. yeah, they filed a complaint about like the shady park, right? Like the one, yeah. the one down there. It's like, oh, it's too loud. Like you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Come on. They yeah. were told. They were told beforehand. Yeah, they were. And they they even improved their sounds thingy yeah, <laughs> happening and they're like this is as much as we can do dude yeah. crazy is that all for chapter two no there's more they talk about like the student athletes okay um i think emerson harvey i think is his name yeah and then he was playing for the football team but um like he was scared because i think like one of the coaches was like where was he from um he was from was it Alabama? <laughs> the Deep South. Yeah, the Deep South. Yeah, one of the, so he was like nervous. But apparently the coach was yeah. like not racist. Like he's cool. He didn't show up to the first practice and then he saw the coach like outside of practice and everything. And he asked him like, why didn't you show up? And he's like, well, I didn't expect you to want me there. And he's like, no, you show up because like we're a team. Uh, I, I want you there. Like when you're on that field, you're you're another player. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> I guess like. That was a little bit of progress, but not so much. Like, yeah. <laughs> there, there was still something like the the white man wanted a lot more from the black person. But it <laughs> seemed like a, like ASU, the football team was like pretty good. Yeah, good about it. It like, seems so, like know. to be the one of the first things to actually desegregate, right? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, yeah, I believe so. Because there was like famous players that were black, and they still couldn't. They had a hard time getting um, uh, housing mm. in Tempe. Mm. Yeah. Like, once athletes were reaching, like, that stardom level, yeah. they were trying to, like, buy houses, and they still couldn't, even though they were, like, well-known names among, like, white households. ASU, yeah. Because mm-hmm. of ASU. But, yeah, it shows, like, ASU comparatively to, like, a school in Texas. Oh, yeah. When they, like, they play against a Texas team, 
and then the what's it called like the texas team like did not let the black players play at all let the black players from asu play which the, like the, the asu students got upset and then they protested against that yeah so asu decided that they wouldn't play against any school who didn't let their black players play uh which was like a good move on ASU's good, part. Yeah, very. I mean, it's not even fair. Like, how are you yeah. gonna get? Like, we can't use like. Yeah. What if one of your best players is black, and then well, you're like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. well, now you're just fucking." Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're just doing it on purpose now. You want to win? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how Harvey, like a couple years later, he recalls like how they used to all drink out of the same bucket as like the football team, and he made that mention of like, if we can all drink out of that and nobody got sick then why can't uh, other African-Americans eat in the same cafeteria? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. they saw them as, like, gross. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Like, you're... Wait, I don't understand. They drank from the same bucket? Yeah, well, I guess, on I the guess football team. Like, a communal team. bucket of water to drink out of, yeah. I guess, like... Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, like, segregation, they wouldn't let blacks and whites drink from yeah. the same, like, fountains. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen, like, pictures of the old teams, and, like, they have, like, a bucket where everyone puts, like, their cup in and just kind of oh, drinks. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And I, I guess... That makes sense. Why did, why did they do the separate, like black founded and white founded thing and I'm, I'm assuming based on like what he's saying is because they thought mm-hmm. they were gross there's like the notions like oh no they're gross sick. yeah they'll get you sick they have diseases yeah. or whatever yeah. and like this kind of disproved that and made them think do people I really mean, believe true. that no yeah like, there yeah. was a lot of scientific, yeah, scientific. theory behind scientific. a lot of risk. science yes. science sort of. quote unquote <laughs> I have like we're doing air quotes here yeah. I can't hear <laughs> can't see <laughs> <laughs> which is like science was made up yeah, uh, some of it. Yeah, when it's not materialist, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, some of it's still made up. Mm. Yeah, what do you mean? People will be like, uh, people will pull up sciences to like my COVID's fake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like science. No, no, prove. well, it's not science. Sure, that's yes, something yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's not real science. Yeah, that's using uh, published, you know, letters. Or it's like things. the the vaccines <laughs> will like kill you or something. Yeah, and it's like science. That's- But yeah, that's the same, like the race of science. I think Lennon talks about science at one point. Mm-hmm. I forget which book. Y'all want to go to chapter three? Yes. Okay. Well, are we done Wait, was that, a, was that a, I don't know. There's, there's, a, a, there's, there's a whole part of like Okum. Okay. Oh, 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 that's uh, a uh, first Okum, yeah. It's like the first big community that was actually just all African-Americans for the most part. Mm. And these were the ones that resided like kind of on the, the west side of Tempe. <laughs> yeah. Like, were, were they the uh, the population that because black people couldn't own in Tempe, they would travel from there mm-hmm. and back? Yeah, yeah, because there, since it was so rural, like they could actually have their own like plot of land and they could cultivate their own crops if they wanted and have their own business there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like there was like no infrastructure at yeah. all. They didn't have any they like had... sewers or water mm-hmm. or gas or anything. Yeah, no. And then it was like environmentally bad too because like they had airplanes like spraying fast insecticides on their fields in the 1940s like one of the newspapers the arizona sun said that oakham was the harlem of arizona which didn't age well since like uh, white people got rid of like the whole area <laughs> yeah. yeah that's but that's I, I assume if they would have given it the opportunity and resources it could have but yeah. it was short-sighted uh. of their own racism <laughs> but yeah another thing earlier was like no like non-white people could not buy property like they had um yeah, it was a Sundown. Mm-hmm. They had a specific yeah. thing. Um, what's like a covenant? It's a the yeah the covenant. Yeah, 
the covenants. Racial restriction covenants. So it says, yeah. the grantors grant, sell, and convey said property subject to the following express conditions as to the use and enjoyment thereof by the grantee, his heirs, and assigns that said premises, nor any part thereof, shall ever be conveyed, transferred, led, or dis- demised to, pers- to any person or persons of African, Japanese, Chinese, Indian, or Mexican descent. So, like, I guess... Maybe the Filipinos were okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they listed them specifically, like these specific groups. They don't, they don't want any non-Euro-Americans. And... Yeah. But, I mean, they leave a lot of holes for other groups of people. Yeah. Well, probably those other groups weren't... <laughs> they weren't as prominent, yeah. Yeah. So. And then in Chapter 3, we'll see how, how like, the housing market and how all that kind of phases... And changes a little bit, so <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah. Well, chapter D is called Towards a More Inclusive Tempe 1950s to Present Day, yeah. which I don't know <laughs> how true that is. Maybe it's yeah. the author's own. well, more inclusive, well, I guess more. more. You guess a little but bit, it's a little bit more, but it's progress linear. So it's like, progress, is it progress? Yeah, is it? Whatever. <laughs> um, uh, it starts by mentioning that, uh uh, schools were desegregated in Tempe a year before uh, the uh, board uh, v. Brown, oh, okay. and it was actually used in that decision as um, uh, what's it called? Um, Brown the Supreme Court ruling? No, yeah, the Supreme. It, it used the no, it used the ruling. Um, the, uh, yeah, the Tempe ruling uh, was used in the Supreme Court as yeah. like a uh, reasoning to like decide uh, mm-hmm. to desegregate schools because it was desegregated in Arizona in Tempe first okay. in 1953. Yeah, the case of Adolfo Romero was used. Yeah, the Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, in, in this chapter, he also mentions that uh, Hispanics were uh, uh, allowed to buy property first, uh, but that that didn't lead to the um the allowing of uh, African Americans to buy properties until like the sixties, mm-hmm. uh, because and like that took so a long time because uh, even though uh, after the nineteen fifties there was that ruling of about the housing that you couldn't uh, like have all those covenants or whatever, it was still uh, like uh, sort of thing like. Mm-hmm. Uh, rules or whatever like the, a lot of fa- uh, families here describing how they would go to this uh, they would call a place and they were like yeah the house is still available and then they would show up and like they would be like oh no somebody took it already oh sorry already like um uh you know came by to see it and made an offer or yeah. whatever right and so they would like oh, not okay. be able to they buy just waste it. their time yeah they'd waste their time mm-hmm. and shit like that because they or the phone they wouldn't sound like black black right uh some of them and uh but you know once they show up obviously they were back and and we get discriminated against. <clears throat> and I think I read like they did that because they didn't want the property the value of the property to go down, or like some of in some cases they just they did that because they didn't want the value of the property to go down. Yeah. So like uh, at one point uh, there was a quote uh, from um, like the mayor because uh, one of the one of the uh, uh, women that was uh, um, giving like her like. You know, from her memory, like what had happened, yeah. and because she actually went to the mayor to complain about what, ha- what was going on with the housing situation, he was saying, um, 
I, we understand that and all, but the problem is that the NAACP is buying houses for black folks, mm-hmm. and uh, and we don't know if they could actually take care of them, you know, and maybe and yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, such yeah. a weird, uh, like, conspiracy yeah. uh, thing, um, which, like, kind of, like, uh, makes me think about how, like, uh, like, right-wingers always had, like, these weird conspiracy theories about, like, uh, like minorities and shit, you know? Uh, even to this day, you know, they, yeah. they have all the weird shit. Uh, they they. Oh, like they, they're bringing the immigrants in so that they could force them to vote for the. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, oh, no, our district's gonna. <laughs> yeah, or like the CRT. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. conspiracy. Um. Uh, and and but she was like, "Well, no, that's not happening." So mm-hmm. you know, help me out here. And and eventually, <laughs> she was able to buy a house. Yeah. Um, with her husband. Yes. Um, let me see what else is mentioned in here. Um, and it's also mentioned the Tempe Beach Park uh, pool because there used to be a pool, a public pool there, and how it was actually one of the last things, like one of the hardest things to seg- uh, desegregate, because how like uh, the owners of the pool really wanted it to be uh, segregated. Segregated, yeah. Yeah. Was that also because of like the like their weird ideas of health, and it's like unsanitary. It doesn't really mention it here. Uh, at least from what I read, yeah. um, I, I am curious about that. Like, but yeah, I, I, uh, they did. Uh, I think there was one mention of like unsanitary uh, stuff, but it was mostly just like about racism. Because yeah. <laughs> um, like how linked were the ideas of like yeah. race and also health and disease? Mm-hmm. There, Usually that was like the basis, but it was also like this is a place where white people go to be entertained, have yeah. fun. They don't want to be thinking about, like, oh, there's black people mm-hmm. here. And so there was always that distinction. It's like, this has to be the last place. Like, we protect because it's ours. Yeah. yeah. And then also another thing uh, that uh, from this chapter that makes a point is that education, uh, like, uh, people in education were basically the leaders of desegregating uh, Tempe and stuff. You know, like, uh, most most uh, people, most black people that live in Tempe tended to be... Uh, um, teachers and stuff okay cool um uh and then also the athletes from asu coming from asu right because asu was desegregated yeah. uh, a little bit before <laughs> uh the rest of the tempe innovative innovative, innovative. innovation number one innovation hey, in that case. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good innovation right there yeah. uh they do talk about in this chapter also how temp uh asu even though um it was desegregated or whatever uh, people would have to come in from the surrounding areas, not Tempe, right? Like, uh, like because you can't get an apartment in Tempe, you can't get a, a house yeah. rented in Tempe if you're black. They would have to come from Phoenix down to, to ASU and then leave. Um, and then eventually, I think around the 70s is when they actually got uh, black dormitories. Uh, but they were made, like, on the other side of the tracks. Oh, okay. And oh, they had to, like, okay. walk really far. Yeah. And then they said that it was kind of shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah I'd uh, Yeah, and then, like, so they were, like, segregated into those dormitories. And those were the only ones that black people could sleep in. Um, let's see. What else? Um, yeah, it talks about this, uh, strangely, this one specific company of uh, yeah. home builders, Holcraft. Yeah, Hallcraft. Right? Hallcraft Homes. Uh, and how they had, like, it, at one point, like, all the laws, right, had passed. 
about like uh, you can you know disagree and can deny housing or whatever mm-hmm. and they basically took the lead in like uh, giving uh, or building uh, black people homes you know uh, they obviously benefited quite a bit from it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a market yeah, yeah the market. it's a new market so they filled the need um, real estate. but especially yeah. like people they couldn't go into existing communities it's yeah. like they really wouldn't let them they're like okay I'll go build my own home in mm-hmm. a new community that's like kind of growing still have the opportunity this is where Hogcraft kind of comes into play yeah they can be like yeah we'll build it because nobody else would want to build it yeah 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 like you're, you have clients exclusive to you yeah <laughs> yeah and this like it's weirdly it, this chapter is weirdly painted like sort of like uh african americans is like a uh sort of kind of achieving like their mm. american dream yeah well they're, oh, it's, yeah. they're always gonna do that yeah right? this, this know, whole like yeah. chapter starts to go into it like, starts to, <laughs> it starts getting a little bit weird right? yeah. um, <laughs> and then there's even there's this like a little humorous quote about how uh these white kids had egged the, <laughs> the side of a black person's house and she like rounded them up and like made her make them clean it yeah. yeah while the white parents were watching her and then she like scolded them <laughs> yeah. and then she was like after that my house never got egged again yeah uh, so and then and then they were like oh so they achieved a little bit of their american yeah. dream even you know <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, yeah. there was a teacher mary bishop yeah the yeah. teacher mary bishop uh that that nice. part sound, that sounded that was a little yeah. bit funny to me um, <laughs> Then it talks about, like, more Sun Devil stuff, you know? It talks about the, the dormitories and shit. Um, and, um, and then it's not until the 70s, really, that, like, ASU graduates start getting, like, actual, like, um, I think, like, good jobs in Tempe and, like, start moving in here. Okay. It talks about how there, there's better times for you as grads. Um, at one point, um, it is weird how it lists off like African Americans who like got into like positions of like higher up, yeah. and it kind of like one after another is like, yeah, this one and this one and this one. Like no elaboration on really what who uh, they yeah. are or what they did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I know what you mean. There's yeah. like there's a point where it's like oh, and then after this person, it was like, yeah. and then this person did that, mm-hmm. and this person did that. But there's no like uh. explanation <laughs> of what or like why should you care about them? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then it starts talking about the, the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, when he did come to uh, ASU. Okay. Um, he gave a speech here. Uh, he talks about the like testimonies from people that were there and stuff um, about how um, he came. Uh, let me see. When did he come? June 3rd of 1964. 1964, yeah. It was a crowd but of 8,000 people. 8,000 people, yeah. It's a good turnout. <laughs> it's a good turnout, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when when um when uh one of the persons there was talking about how uh they went to see him or whatever, and that he talked very well, very uh, eloquently or whatever, and like kind of like Obama. She said they compared, oh, very okay. strangely compared okay. him to Obama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, what else uh happened here? Wait, I can kind of see that. Huh? I can kind of see that. You can kind of see that. Yeah, like I can kind of see it. A little bit. Uh, but then they talk about how even though he came here and there was a big turnout, that didn't really lead to, like, immediate changes until, like, the 70s. Yeah. You know? So, like, five years later or something. Uh, I mean, were there any protests to Martin Luther King coming to ASU? It doesn't mention anything here uh, on this. on this. 
it does paint like a picture like this was like oh everyone everyone was like everyone yeah, wanted yeah, it. We all yeah, yeah 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 it does kind of painted that way mm-hmm. um yeah and then I, this chapter did really make me think about how well this was commissioned by the city of Tempe. Yeah, yeah, yep. well, yeah exactly. Yeah. They painted like everyone wants to, but like segregation had not ended, so it was like obviously not everyone wanted it that way. Yeah, yeah. like because who were they fighting? Like why? Why it would have been done yeah. earlier? Yeah, and then the conclusion, um, <laughs> where it's just uh, like, uh, well, you know, everything happened, and then you know, but people <laughs> yeah. love, here, love living here now, and then, <laughs> and then it's just quotes from like black people about how they like living in Tempe. I thought they were the authors at first. I was like, maybe they helped, like, on no, this project. Like some, maybe, maybe, and then I read it, and I was like, wait, no. <laughs> no, some wanted to see that. No, it's just, like, uh, random people. Yeah, yeah. This one is, like, I think... <laughs> There's some of the oldest, person, like... like yeah. important, maybe? I'm yeah. not sure. Well, I mean, I think they're all Yeah, important. many of them are either descendants of, like, the families who were originally yeah. here, or, like, important figures in, in Tempe history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the conclusion, like, the first sentence is, like, the road traveled by African-Americans for acceptance in Tempe was long, challenging, and rewarding. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> rewarding? Okay, rewarding. It's like, oh, yeah, everything was really shit, now it's better. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Calm yourself down, Tempe. I know. It should just That's be, like... a picture of Corey It's Woods. kind of a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a picture of Corey Woods. And then, in, I mean, it does, it does talk about how, like, we didn't get a, a black... Uh, city council mm-hmm. until 2008. Yeah, uh-huh. that's super. They like and a black mayor till 2020. 2020, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's been black people since, since always. Yeah. <laughs> They've been here since like yeah. at least yeah, at yeah. least from, the very from, least. from a record from the records. Yeah. 1870 yeah. is like the earliest, uh, right? Yeah, but I mean, has it been I mean, yeah, there certainly was. It's not like the sundown town I, KKK I Tempe. Think, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we rooted out some of the KKK. Yeah. We got we, <laughs> we shamed <laughs> we them enough. Have... It's definitely smaller by percentage. I think. Yeah, they kind of came back out when their signs were going to be taken down. So, <laughs> yeah, true. They got angry. So. We, true. That's like yeah. um, seeing. Well, they're still around, okay, okay. Yeah. It's just oh, now yeah. they're holding Carrie Lake signs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Infiltrating. Yeah. They don't call themselves the yeah. KKK. Or even... They call think. themselves like Harry Lake Campaign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting political. That's hilarious. Hey, it's all political. Hey, I know. Life, <laughs> life is full of it. Yeah, yeah. The person was political, not to be a rat lib. <laughs> um, no, but in terms of progress, like, situations have changed, but, like, I, I wouldn't say, like, they've the needle has moved much for, for any community, especially, like, the African-American community in Tempe. Yeah. There yeah. are advances, but then, like, the bar gets put up higher. It's like, oh, now you can't get over here. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, like, one thing after another. <laughs> yeah. Because, then... like, they don't they don't talk about, like, lynchings or anything in here. Yeah. Like... There's no mention of lynching. Or police brutality or anything. Oh, like... wow, really? Yeah, oh yeah, police brutality. Yeah, like, yeah. Police. They like. I, was <laughs> I didn't. I didn't read it. I didn't read the chapters one and two. Uh, full disclosure, yeah. but I was hoping that they would mention it at least on chapter two or something. They don't mention. I mean, like overall, the book it just focuses on like the two families, how what happened to them, and like statistics mostly. It's mm. like oh, there was seven people, then there was like five people. Oh, and, and they had this job yeah. and this job. Yeah, and they got married, blah blah blah, and they had this children. Yeah, and then this child died from. Pneumonia, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then, like, a huge focus on how ASU did a really good job. <laughs> ASU, yeah, ASU's... Yeah, they yeah. didn't uh, mess up. ASU, so it's, bad. 
or something. <clears throat> I wonder who was commissioned. Who put up the money? Who put up the money for this? Because, like, there would be, like, one paragraph where it would say, like, oh, ASU was, like, oh, really segregated in some parts and still pretty racist. But then, like, a whole <laughs> page of, like, no, in light of that, they were really good. In light of that, they were really good. Yeah. That's hilarious. Even though students would walk out of a black professor, they would walk out of class. So. Yeah. I mean, the people that they quote at the end seem pretty proud of Tempe. Yeah. I wonder if they had, like, a large pool. And they chose like the ones that best fit. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, these the only ones. They I'm sure. Fit. I'm sure it does because I'm sure they've like been through more racist times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. When you compare like someone who has been around, like, like during segregation. Yeah. Like sure. Yeah. That would make sense. It. Especially mm-hmm. like a lot of these people would be what in their like late sixties, mid seventies right now, right? So I mean, well, actually. Some of them, right? Oh, no, no, not, um, like, the earliest ones, but the seven. ones in, like, the 60s. If they were, like, around that. Yeah, the ones well, who were not. born in the 60s. The when ones... was the uh, segregation? 60s and 70s. Yeah, 60s, 60s and 70s. 70s. That's what I'm So, so I, there were, like, like, say, 10 when it was yeah. Yeah. segregated. Probably 70-something yeah. 70, 70 right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, for them, I'm sure it does feel like progress for some of them, but... Yeah. You could probably find some who would like still argue and be like, "No, like I still can't do this and that," mm. or the conditions have just kind of remained the same, just shifted. Yeah, <laughs> it does talk about how like the the like racism became less overt, right? Yeah, yeah, it is also. It became like passive aggressive. I think it's because like, they got ashamed of the racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's now. Uh, it's not as incentivized yeah. as it used to. But now it's like embedded into the culture and almost accepted instead. Mm-hmm. So like that's not racist. That's just the way things are. It's like no, it's still racist. Like they'll they'll have subliminal racism. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like police lives matter. Yeah. yeah. What is racism today in Tempe? Well, <laughs> I. I wanted to to recall back to that uh that high school I mentioned earlier. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, that high school is part of the uh, the Tempe Union High School District. Uh huh. Um, they're the it's called Desert Vista High School. They're at, they're not in Tempe. They're in Ahwatukee, but they're under the same like Tempe School District. So, mm-hmm. but just how many controversies they've had throughout the years, where they literally had like a controversy with um. With uh being racist to uh to indigenous students, being uh ha- having sexual harassment on staff members, um former teacher suing the uh the principal over racism, uh the seniors spelling out a racial slur, um you know like I've mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, um the school like you know social media there's a firearm threat and le- in twenty nineteen this one is insane. So back in 2019, I rem- I think I remember this, but like there was like a tweet where they tweeted out Desert Vista senior prank, and basically they used the front f- fence of the high school to recreate the Mexican border wall, and they oh, basically like they were um um how's that a prank? Like yeah, how is that yeah. a prank? Not <laughs> a prank. Like they it was just a bunch of seniors. They went around. They uh they. Got cops searching cars, wow. window washers, and people selling tortillas. What the 
And I was just like, holy shit. Wait, what's the what's the composition of the school? That's so weird. Wow. It, well, yeah. why did they just let that slide? Well, the school oh. on according to Wikipedia. Did they let it slide? I don't that's know. I don't well, know. I mean, how did they even get to that point where they were actually doing yeah, it, executing the thing? Well, uh, according to Wikipedia, this school is um, it's it says it says the school is noted to have a bigger a, popu- a proportion of Caucasian students than any other comparable high school, even. Uh, their rival Mount Point High School. Okay, well that's the answer. Um, oh. but Matt, uh, but it's, this is actually uh, wait. Know? How many like, like those statistics are public? Not it's a public. School. Yeah, they're public uh, high schools. So, so like you, you can look up how much uh percentage white it mm-hmm. is. Let me see. Look it up. Um, so this is where all like the relatives of like the KKK. All the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The relatives of the KKK don't live in uh don't live in uh in downtown. Uh, Tempe, they live in the the suburbs. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, this DV they have um. Uh, they have like it's sixty one percent white, twenty percent quote unquote Hispanic, five percent black, and eight percent Asian. Um, is that for the? Like the last. What are the other schools? This is like? this is right now. Oh, right now. <laughs> um, the rival, which is what I find interesting, um, uh, is Mountain Point, and Mountain Point, um, is known for having a lot of people from Maricopa, where they bus in people from oh, Maricopa. Oh, okay. And so they have like a uh, they have a sizable like black population, Mountain Point. Oh, is that why they're rivals? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I don't know, maybe. Uh, uh, um, it's 25% black. Well, well, 28.6% white. Well, there, uh, they, they, oh, they factor in the Coco Hispanic population. So Was this self-reporting? Like, um, This is on US News, so I don't know. <laughs> How do they even get these? Yeah. Do they go up to like the students when they walk in? Hey. <laughs> like, yeah, you you have to like you know you have to. I say, actually never had. A, did I have? I think I did. Oh, never mind. But um, yeah, like the other box was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Just just to demonstrate, just, even if I fit in a box, I'm not. I'm not putting it. <laughs> yeah, just to demonstrate, like literally the nature of this high school, a high school that is like breeding all these young people that are so fucking racist. It just demonstrates the true nature of like what this fucking community is. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of racists. But the end of the book has a picture of Obama. Speaking of Oh my god. It does. I didn't even see that. Holy shit. This book this book was published in two thousand eight. If this was the year he was (laughs) but but he spoke in two thousand nine. Yeah. If this book was published in 2009, they would be talking like 20, 30 pages talking about his speech. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> ASU, like, they make it such a big deal over their yeah. Obama scholarship. Oh, yeah. Their blah, blah, blah. Oh, Obama came here back in 2009. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember, I remember when, when, like, like, I was, like, I was little. Mm-hmm. And they, like, I knew so many people that worked at ASU. And they were, like, oh, my God, Obama's coming to town. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, okay. And then, like. <laughs> Who cares? Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> he was uh, his parents were both CIA. 
I knew who his dad was. His yeah, mom both, was His well. mom, too? Yes. Damn. How did you know his dad was and not his mom? <laughs> his mom was uncovered first. She was a, she was a good one, so they didn't find out. I didn't know. I, yeah, I just saw I saw on Reddit, and I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Her mom was, I feel like, more involved with, like, actual okay. covered actions. And her, her dad was just, like, an asset. His dad? Huh? His dad? His dad, yeah. <laughs> not her dad. His dad. Is that why? Is that why they were they were in Hawaii? What do you mean? When he was born, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know okay. actually. I don't know about that. That far. I just know that she worked for the CIA okay. program. Okay. A program like a teacher program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a covert CIA up, and then her dad was sort of the same thing, where like the CIA was funding, like the place that he was working at and stuff, and he was working for them. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Just to wrap, uh, just go to back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really see much progress, like other than like some, some changes. I feel like with shit, it's gotten worse since like two thousand eight, since this book came out. <laughs> oh yeah, wait, wait, definitely. Oh, yeah. That's kind of just us feeling it, though. I feel like we should do our own. Our part two, uh, the African American experience in Tempe, and then we actually like oh unsaid yeah. Dude, history. research unsaid yeah. history. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we critique the book in the first chapter, yeah. and then we go on to like provide. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna improve. Yeah, uh, I mean, oh, should we do that? Should like a black person do that? Yeah, I would sure. say a black person, uh, but we can be on a team if they want us. Yes, if yeah. they want us, I mean, a white guy wrote this book. Yeah, yes, that's true. But, yeah. Kind of why we're critiquing it so much. Yeah, that's so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's why we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if I'm I feel free already, to get critiqued, yeah. it's so hard. It honestly, a bit of a liberty there. Yeah. yeah, I was already having my doubts. I was like, who wrote this? <laughs> at the at the end, like when I was reading my 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 piece of the thing, I was like, this is very strangely written. I yeah. think I was like, maybe I feel like they're leaving a lot of stuff out. Um, oh yeah, that's just, dude. It feels like an ad for Tempe. Like it is at one point. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Him. He's the Tempe History Museum curator of history, Jared Smith. Jared Smith. Yeah, that's a white dude. Maybe I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one time go to the museum. You see him around or something. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll tell our friends about it. We'll, we'll make it. Yeah. On on completing this project, making yeah. it better. I'm sure we can get people on board and have someone who actually like spearheads it. So, yeah. yeah. Prefer, yeah. yeah. Um, we're doing it right this time. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this correctly. Nope. What nope. time are we at right now? Uh, one fifteen. That's pretty okay. good. Um, do you, do y'all have any closing thoughts about this text? Uh, I think it leads a little more communism. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> everything needs a little Definitely bit more communism. <laughs> A little more dialectical materialism. Well, it's also one of the things is like they didn't have that much, much to work with in the records. Like if they yeah, were like true. killing black people, like they, I wouldn't, feel... they wouldn't have wrote it down. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like they would have left. They would have admitted it anyways. So I feel like that's true. I feel like that may be true. Like for like the first chapter, hmm. but like I feel like uh, for chapter three, there's way more. Oh yeah, by the seventies and eighties, they uh-huh, definitely yeah. should have yeah. been able to document and more. And they still were like very light on details. regarding the African American experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like all the input from like the African Americans is only like direct quotes and no like 
uh, modern day like quotes that would like help synthesize like yeah. oh, okay what does this actually mean yeah they didn't even talk about like what the experience was during segregation mm-hmm. that much yeah. um, directly yeah. Yeah. like you were saying like they talked about yeah. there was one section where they or talked civil about, rights mm-hmm. yeah well, there's one section where they talk about like the uh the people uh, like uh the the black students that were uh, going to the first uh, desegregated school and that they they were talking about how they had a rough time but it wasn't that rough they were saying yeah you know everything uh, gets watered down <laughs> yeah and then um uh but the thing that like uh that I saw that I I thought was interesting was like how it focused so much on like the so much of the upper classes of uh, black people that came here you know like it was always like you know, very uh, college educated, college yeah. educated uh, black people and stuff. But like, they, they didn't talk almost anything about like uh, worker. Yeah, because those they, there weren't any records for yeah. people yeah. like that. Like they didn't. Ex- they were invisible mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. They weren't treated like people. I'm sure there's something you know, but I'm I'm not mm-hmm. sure that they they even like really made the effort because like I'm sure there's stuff from the 70s, you know, and they yeah. they don't even talk about probably. that even then, you know. Yeah. Do you think they also are like? This guy is probably like, oh, I don't, I don't believe in oral history type. Yeah, because it does have like a, a section where it talks like oh, the oral history of something. I think it did. Yeah, uh, I saw it. Yeah, it has a quote from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can't assume too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can't assume too much, but uh, I just feel like maybe it it could have been more yeah. uh, expanded upon, maybe especially. Well, um, I wish yeah. we we were able to see like a realistic. Um, account of like the african-american experience in tempe mm-hmm. like historically mm-hmm. but there's a lot we can miss because just because of the limits of like being able to go back and look at history like we can't see all of the stuff that just doesn't get written down yeah, yeah. true so much erasure yeah, so yeah. Much erasure. and i'm sure like diaries and things like that were just not touched at all huh. yeah like personal mm-hmm. history well um i think uh we're gonna wrap this up um, do you want to uh, present the the garden? Uh, sure. Uh, well, we have a garden. Uh, it's called the Vilma Espan Community Garden. We have meetings every Saturday at 3 p.m. Currently, the meetings uh, times change every so often, you know, because... The weather. The weather and the light, you know, the sunlight uh, changes. Uh, and uh, uh, we recently... We uh, revamped, reinforced our chicken coop because they had destroyed everything we had planted, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> one of the weeks. And uh, so the chickens are now in there, secured. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think uh, next week we're going to plant again, hopefully. Um, and then there's also in the works, like uh, they're making like some sort of pamphlet uh, okay. to like uh, help you figure out how to start your own mini garden at home. So, pretty cool. Sweet. And then also, Metrazine Volume 2, Commodification of the Body and the Settler Sex Trade. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be out. So, go get that. Go buy that. Go and buy that, yeah. All of the, um, all of, like the profits from the zine will go to support um, sex trade survivors and people currently working in the sex industry. And also the families of missing and murdered indigenous women. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, if you want to... Uh, learn more about Mecha. Uh, you can check us out at Mecha DSU at Twitter and Instagram, and TikTok and YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. Forgot about those. <laughs> um, and Facebook. We'll soon have a, we'll soon have another YouTube video up. 
Okay. Yeah. Not not hopefully. Like uh maybe in April. In April. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um if you want to stay updated with the show, um I recommend y'all checking out our uh the the Heat Waves Instagram which is at thwpod. Um and yeah, that's all. Um the show continues. Venceremos. 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 Venceremos.